But I got a TV show mm -hmm. when I got 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. It's incredible. Like people think you show. have to go get two, yeah, a TV show. My paycheck says Disney on it, right? Mm -hmm. Which is I'm on Disney's payroll because I had 5,000 subscribers and I was just telling a story about my business. People, if you guys are out there and you're not turning the camera on and you're not building your personal brand, I would say how many successful YouTubers or how many successful content creators are in your immediate social network? Mm. The answer is probably zero. And you guys aren't spending time getting to know people in Facebook groups or spending time getting to know people in the YouTube comments on, you know, Think Media's YouTube channel. That's where I would go. Welcome to the Think Media Podcast. My name is Heather Torres, your host of this show, where we want to help you build your influence on YouTube and then turn that influence into a high impact and a high profit online business. And if you're brand new to this show, we want to welcome you and encourage you to click subscribe wherever you are receiving this content. We give you a brand new episode here on the podcast every single Tuesday for our hashtag Tuesday ritual. So if you would like to be a part of that, make sure you're subscribed wherever you like to listen. Well, today I'm excited because we are in a series right now of having amazing entrepreneurs on the show that are going deeper into things like how to make money using your brand, personal branding, how to actually do content and so much more. And today we have none other than my friend Pace Morby. Now I'll get into a little bit more about what this episode is, but I want to let you know that if you've not yet taken our free YouTube class, then your next step will be to head over to thinkmasterclass.com. Every single one of our episodes is brought to you by one of our classes and this is a no-miss class. You're going to be learning the secrets to YouTube success, what's working right now on YouTube as more and more people are coming online to grow their brands, grow their businesses with YouTube, and your exact next step for how you can dominate this next year using your influence. So go to thinkmasterclass.com if you have not yet taken that class. Now, today's episode is all about personal branding. We're diving into how an ordinary entrepreneur, actually someone who was kind of scared of getting on camera, has blown up and has created one of the largest creative financing brands on YouTube. None other than Pace Morby is on our show today. Pace is a sub two storyteller. He's an entrepreneur, real estate investor, business strategist, and influencer. In 2022, Pace acquired over $32 million worth of asset properties in the United States. He's actually the host of Triple Digit Flip on A&E. He's a real estate investor with over 900 doors, and he has one of the largest creative financing brands to date. He has almost 10 million views on his YouTube channel, and he dives into so much on this podcast that you're going to want to make sure you lean in. We're talking all about how to actually start your personal brand online, what type of team you should build around yourself, and some of the mistakes he sees entrepreneurs making when they come on YouTube. So grab your pen and paper or your notes app on your iPhone, and let's jump into today's featured conversation. Pace, I am beyond excited to have you. On I'm the way Media more podcast. excited. I I thought I was going to have Sean Cannell on here, and I'm so glad it's Heather. So much, I love you so much more. I mean, Sean's cool, but you're freaking way better. So good to see you. This is literally why I wanted to have you on. You're like my. <laughs> you're like you're like you want to talk about like hype person. Like, can I just have you always around me all the time? I'm that uh, guy. I'm that for guy. all the things. Um, Pace, you are an extraordinary entrepreneur. Uh, I'm excited to have you on the podcast today. We're going to dive into personal brand because I know that this is something you personally have been developing over the last several years. And I think you bring so much value to this conversation, especially for other entrepreneurs that are like you in all different industries. You happen to be dominating in the real estate investment space um, and really growing companies that way, uh, even into, you know, modern day television. You are a, a star on an A&E show. And so you're really, um, I think you have mastered the personal brand when it comes to the things that people really strive for. But I want to pull this back a little bit and really talk about the person Pace Morby. Uh, you know, how did you even get into developing a personal brand? I know that you had been, you know, working in the real estate space before flipping homes and, you know, picking up a camera and starting to share your life. What was that like? Walk me through that journey. I think I, I struggle just as much as anybody else in that realm, by the way, because I, I grew up blue collar and a lot of your 
you know, most people grow up blue collar, like their parents are hardworking, maybe their dad or their mom are in the trades. Um, and you grow up never wanting to be on camera because you don't want the highlight on you. And you're like, oh, you know, I don't want anybody ever think that I think I'm better than anybody else. And you start creating this like imposter syndrome. You know, I'm afraid of looking like I'm a big shot. Right. Cause like you come from a town and your friends are like, Oh, you think you're better than us. Or you think this, my wife, I remember, um, we went to, uh, New Mexico or around her family and her family hears that she gets her real estate license. Right. That just takes three weeks and like 1200 bucks. It's not like she got a doctorate. Right. <laughs> that took like 12 years. And one of her cousins says, Oh, you think you're better than us now. Mm. Right. It's like that. I came from that atmosphere. And so for me, overcoming that was really challenging. And I'm sure you have a lot of audience members that are like, oh my gosh, turning the camera on me. I don't want, I, I, you know, what people are going to think of me and all that kind of stuff. Guys, everybody deals with that, I promise. Um, so I had that too. But what I realized is that um, I had a lot of fun doing it. So I, mm -hmm. I picked up Instagram. My first Instagram post was literally, you can go back all the way through my Instagram post. And I just looked at Instagram as a journal of my day. That was mm -hmm. it. I was like, wow, I don't like taking photos and uploading them to a computer, but Instagram has this really cool way of just harnessing your photos and I can go back and look at them or it reminds you of something you posted a year ago. And so I started looking at, at, at a journal as a journal. Mm -hmm. And at the time I was a contractor. Surprise, surprise. I grew, grew up in a blue collar contractor house and I became a blue collar contractor. Um, and I started using before and after photos of like backsplashes mm. and kitchens and stuff like that. And all of a sudden my business started popping off and I had no idea why. Mm. And then people would say, well, yeah, I, I, I saw your thing on Instagram. I'm like, what, what? I'm like using this thing as a journal to just document my, my story. And because it wasn't intentional for me to like go out and use it as a marketing mechanism, I don't think I overthought it. Mm. I just did it because it was fun and it showed up on my Instagram that way and it conveyed that way. And so people wanted to do business with me in some weird way. I didn't have to ever overthink it. But if I, if I was intending to go create a personal brand, I would have overthought it. I could tell you that a hundred times. Yeah. So you started posting those before and after photos, which I mean, coming from a marketer standpoint, I'm like genius. That's exactly yeah. what you should do. It shouldn't be about the food you're eating. It should be about the product you're selling, right? So right. Uh, you did that just out of intuition. Walk me through what that looked like from now you're taking photos on Instagram to now Pace, you have a YouTube channel with over 8 million views. It's the number one YouTube channel right now uh, for creative finance. And you really are establishing yourself as an industry go-to because of the personal brand that you built. So walk me through the stage of I'm posting photos to I've now built this YouTube studio. I'm creating content all the time. What was that journey like? Uh, that journey was a couple of years. Um, and I can tell you think media was a huge part of it. This is why like you got, I'm a huge fan of both of you guys. Um, and I told you this in front of Sean Cannell when I first met you, I go, look, Sean's cool, but Heather's way cooler. Just FYI. But you guys were a big part of that journey for me. Um, because nobody does what you guys do on YouTube where you're like, yo, let's get you a, a personal brand. Let's use video and YouTube as a way to leverage your way into it. I went the wrong way. Mm. I went Instagram, Facebook, and other things before I started YouTube. And when I realized, and this is something Sean Cannell said on your guys' channel a couple of years ago, he said, YouTube is a search engine. Mm -hmm. And it's the really the only thing that's evergreen. Somebody's going to Google you know, how to get started in real estate. It's not going to pull up an Instagram post you did four years ago, but it will pull up a YouTube video you did 10 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. So um, for me, when I started posting, I got a phone call from a company. This is now 10 years ago. Okay. My personal brand didn't really kick in until I'd say five years ago. Um, and it was just me making mistakes for a long time and not even being intentional about it. But I got a call from a company called Open Door. Mm. Open Door is a massive real estate investment company. And they hired me as a contractor to do their renovations. And they found me on Instagram. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's something to this. In 2015, do you mind if I brag a little bit? Because I'm, I'm here sure for it. In 2015, I made my first million dollars take home, like million dollars. And I was like, I literally did that because of Instagram. Mm -hmm. Holy moly. Like mm -hmm. I didn't have to spend any ad dollars. I didn't have to go out and hobnob and schmooze and do all the things and network. I literally just used personal brand 
And at that point, I was like, double down, double down, double down. So I started posting more intentionally. I started telling more stories. And the stories I really thought about were, you know, stories I wanted to tell so I could genuinely attract my own tribe Mm -hmm. instead of trying to attract people that I didn't want in my world. Mm -hmm. Somebody told me, um, they said, your vibe attracts your tribe. Mm -hmm. And so I was very intentional. Like, I just want to put my vibe out there, be authentically who I am, because then it brings the people who are very similar to me, right? Like married men, married couples, people with kids, you know, that's my tribe, people that genuinely like want to have a family. And, you know, there's single people here. I'm not alienating you, but it's like, those are things that are important. The family was really important to me. It still is obviously, mm-hmm. but I wanted to attract those people. So I started telling more stories about my kids, telling more stories about trips I was going on. And then I started telling stories about my workers and their families. Mm. And people fell in love with my business because they looked at it like a sitcom with additional characters. And all of a sudden it was just like, it went crazy. I, I had open door as a client, then I got Zillow as a client, and then I got wow. offer pad as a client. And I was like, oh my gosh, my business was just blowing up. Then I saw on Think Media that YouTube was like the way to go. So I, I got intentional about YouTube. And um, I don't want to I don't even want to like go into this, but it is I do I will go into it. But I got a TV show mm-hmm. when I got 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. It's incredible. Like people think you have to go get a TV show. My paycheck says Disney on it, right? Mm -hmm. Which is I'm on Disney's payroll because I had 5,000 subscribers and I was just telling a story about my business. Mm -hmm. And that all just transpired without me, without me really having a ton of intention behind it. Other than I just want to tell stories about what I'm doing and see if it can pull people into my businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, You guys helped me through the YouTube journey. Um, Like we've, done your guys's trainings. I even have hired some people on your team to do some one-on-ones with people on my team, which has been epic and amazing. And um, for me, I, I realized like if I could go back in a time machine, I would have started YouTube way earlier. YouTube is way more important in my opinion than anything else. Cause like TikTok, very surface level, mm-hmm. Instagram, very surface level, Facebook, a little bit, maybe a little bit deeper, but YouTube, oh my gosh, that's where people marry you. They marry your brand. They like really get into your world. And I, sh- I sure as heck wish I started YouTube like three years prior. I, I would have made millions and millions and millions of dollars more if I had just started YouTube faster. Wow, that's incredible. And you are speaking my language too, because to me, when I think about all the time we could spend on all the different platforms, I'm like, I want to be on the one that's going to give me the best return on my investment. And really YouTube is that. Yes, I think you should do video everywhere, right? Gary Vee just spoke at our conference and he was like, it's not or, it's and. But I think if you're going to invest your time and really serve people on a deeper level, YouTube is where you can do that. Now, I want to go into, um, you know, you've talked in the past about uh, some of your tips when it comes to developing out your personal brand. And one of the things that I just so admire about what you do, Pace, is that um, you really are for the audience. And when I'm coaching different content creators, when I'm seeing different people out there, I'm like, man, your content is so selfish, right? It's all about you. And that's different than telling a story, but it really is serving you as the content creator. And one of the tips that you have is to actually be selfless and care about everyone. Can you talk about what go-giverness means? Yeah, I actually, the, the book I have right here, um, sitting on my table is The Go-Giver by um, Bob, good old Bob. Amazing book. If you guys have not read The Go-Giver, um, I'm, a, I'm a Pisces, so I naturally just want to solve everybody's problems all the time. It's just something I, was, I guess I was born with. So when you mm-hmm. tell me a problem, I immediately forget about all my problems and all I want to do is solve your problem. So it's kind of an addiction for me. Um, so being a go-giver, here's what happens when you just give and give and give and give. Gary Vee talks about this all the time. People want to do business with you, right? It cuts away all the crap. Like we have all seen the people, or at least in my, in my real estate world, there's so many influencers that are just out to like sell a course. Whereas in, um, if you're giving and giving and giving to people, like right now I'm doing a two week free challenge with people four hours every day where I'm just solving their problems, calling their sellers, locking up deals for them and doing things for their real estate business that are Students of mine, yes. Non-students of mine, yes. People have never even gotten into real estate, yes. And just giving that time frame to them. 
this lady, Laura Smith, comes in today. This just happened less than an hour ago as we were wrapping up the four-hour challenge we did today. And she says, Paige, you've never met me, but I've paid for course after course after course, and nobody has cared about me as an individual as you have, and I have never paid you a penny. And I said, great. Like if, if everybody could say that about me and I could die, then I could die happy. Like that's all I really, really want. I just want to change people's lives. And where that comes from is yes, I'm a Pisces. But also when I was starting out, I felt like I was lost and I didn't have a path to follow. And I felt like if I just had somebody grab me by the hand and tell me, take this step next and then take this step next. And yes, you're still on the path. And yes, everything's fine. And here's the light. Here's, the, here's where to look in the dark corners. I would have been so much further ahead. And so I became obsessed with doing that for other people, whether it's paid or free. And that actually is what got us the TV show. What got us the TV show is I did a YouTube video talking about not competing with people in your local market, but collaborating with your, your fellow competitors. And any picked that up on my a YouTube video and they're like, this is what TV needs. This is what everybody in the world needs is less competition, way more collaboration. And we ended up um, getting a TV show from having that exact spirit in our, our videos. That's just amazing to me because, you know, when you think about personal brand, you're thinking, okay, I need to grow me, but actually what it is, it's about being selfless and it's about sharing as much as you can, right? Moving the free line is what we talk about here at Think Media and just really trying to help people. If you're just out there to really help, uh, that's where you can really start to see the reciprocity in that, you know, here at Think Media too, we say we, uh, we were on a goal to get 10,000 people to be full-time. And we were talking to someone who's an industry expert and we told him that's our goal. And they're like, Oh, you've already done that. Like, oh, I was just thinking content. there's no yeah. way you haven't done that. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, because to us, we, we just want to give away as much as we can to help people move forward. So I love that. That is, uh, I love that. I love that line. You just laid, um, moving the free line. Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of people will understand that entirely. Like in, in my line of work, like in the real estate world, People have these like, you know, free lead gen things and, you know, sign up for this and sign up for that. And it seems free. And then immediately they're like punching people in the face with some $10,000 thing. Mm -hmm. In fact, there's people in my industry that are charging sixty dollars to $100,000 for like real estate education. Mm -hmm. And their education is not even one tenth of what I give away for free. Mm -hmm. That's what you mean by pushing the free line. It's like, how do you, and so what do you like, how do you guys define that? You're just trying to change the industry as a whole of saying all of this stuff should be free. Mm -hmm. There should no, this line shouldn't be here. It should be way, way over here and giving way more than what people expect. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, even into our paid programs, into our coaching, that becomes more personalized. We're taking you from like point A all the way to point Z and having it in that order with multiple things that you need. A lot of people think, oh, I'm going to buy a course that's going to teach me how to do something, which it should. But when you are going into even into changing your life, you have to change your mindset. And so a lot of times people don't even realize that when you're when you are in Think Media's world, a lot of things we're teaching you on YouTube is the like how to do it. Like you need this camera and this thing and this thing, but then you've got it all set up and you're not pressing record. Why? Well, that's when you go deeper with us and I can really help you overcome that's limiting so good. You have. <laughs> right? And so it's that idea of like move the free line to the point where if someone got massive success without ever paying you, you'd be happy. And that's what I want because I believe that when you do that, especially in your personal brand, it's your reputation. And I don't want to be known as someone who won't help you. I want to be known as someone that you can always go to to get help. Is it weird to say that you and Sean Cannell are one of the reasons why I have a TV show? <laughs> I mean, I will take a cut if that's what you're offering. Oh, you don't want to cut off that paycheck. That paycheck, <laughs> is, that paycheck is a joke. But you like genuinely... There's so many times where you guys um, have done videos talking about the mindset of pressing record. And so mm -hmm. if you don't mind, I, I, I could, I'd love to tell a little story. I'm here for stories. You are an absolute amazing storyteller. So go ahead, Pace. Okay, cool. So I, my, one of my biggest heroes, his name is Robert G. Allen. And he wrote a book back in the 80s called Nothing Down, meaning he taught people through a book how to buy houses with no down payment, Okay. Okay, cool. That's not what the story is about. But 
what happened is he releases this book. It gets critical acclaim. People are super happy about it. And the LA Times, this is like 1987, okay? LA Times runs an article that says this guy's a fraud and we're calling him out and there's no way that this guy can do this, okay? So Robert G. Allen's publicist then says, Robert, I, I think you stay away from this. We don't, I don't think we do anything about it. Just leave it alone. And Robert G. Allen says, no, I want to accept their challenge mm -hmm. and I want to make it public. So he accepts their challenge. And here's what their challenge was. Their challenge was, we will give you 72 hours to go to a city of our choice with $100 in your pocket for food and hotel, basically live in the freaking streets and you show us how you're going to go buy a house with nothing down. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm like, dang, really? Like that's pretty amazing for you to take that challenge on. So here's what he does. He flies into LA, which is obviously where the LA times is. They couple him with a reporter. They drive him to the airport. They fly right when he's loading the plane. He goes, Oh wow. We're going to San Francisco, California. Holy moly. So they fly him and the reporter to to San Francisco, they drive to downtown and they drop him off in downtown San Francisco. Here's your hundred dollars. Go to work. Reporters standing there like, oh, I can't freaking wait for you to fail. This is so great. So he goes over to a hot dog stand, buys a hot dog and a soda, gets basically $99 back, but he asked for a roll of dimes because this is back when dropping a dime was literal, right? Mm -hmm. You're dropping a dime. Mm -hmm. So he goes over to a payphone, opens up the the um, yellow pages, and he starts calling local real estate agents. Just starts cold calling. All right, cool. I guess this is what's going on, the reporter's thinking. So Robert bleeds through 10 bucks really fast, makes 100 calls, and he gets a little bit of traction, like real estate agents, like, I don't have anything now, but I'll let you know, blah, 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 blah. So Robert goes, holy moly, I'm going through money, and it's starting to get dark. I better head to a hotel. So he heads to a hotel. They find something in like the cheap part of town, $17 a night. He makes the reporter pay for the other um, half of it. So he's, you know, both are 850 out of pocket. And so what does he start do using is the telephone inside the hotel. And he's mm -hmm. like, holy crap, I should have used this way faster, way sooner. I wouldn't have gone through my 10 bucks. So he's making calls. He gets a return call at 930 at night from a real estate agent says, hey, um, I got your message, Robert, that said, hey, you're new in town and you're looking to buy a piece of property for nothing down. And I actually have a seller that will sell you two properties with nothing down tomorrow. Come meet us over at his house. The reporter is like laughing at this at this point because he's laying in the bed next to Robert and he says, hey, um, dude, there's no way you didn't use some sort of code or you called somebody and you used words to like entice this thing going on. There's no way you're not lying about this. There's no yeah. way this is happening. So Robert goes, all right, well, we'll see tomorrow. So they go to the appointment. They meet the seller and the agent. Sure enough, he buys two houses with nothing down from an agent and a, a, a seller. The, eight, the, the reporter goes through a 30-minute interview and he's like, are you real? Are you, do you know Robert G. Allen? They go through all the things and he goes, sure enough, dude. Holy crap, you did this. You just bought two houses in like 20 hours with nothing down. This is insane. I guess let's go. Let's, let's go back to LA. I'm ready to write the article. This was crazy. And Robert says, I still have 54 hours. <laughs> and he goes yeah. and buys five more pieces of real estate with nothing down in 72 hours. Wow. Okay. There, there's a point to this. And here's what happens. They, he buys seven houses with nothing down in 72 hours with $100 in his pocket with a reporter by his side to prove that this is possible, to do all these things and show people this is exactly how to do it, step by step by step by step. So they go back to LA. He writes a report. It goes up in the LA Times nationwide, and it says, real estate investor takes on the LA Times and wins. And Robert G. Allen becomes this, the second most popular person in the entire like mindset, you know, business opportunity space behind Tony Robbins. Wow. He then goes around the country and the world for 26 years, Heather, 26 wow. years teaching people how to do this. Okay. About five years into this journey, somebody claims, they go, there's no way anybody else can do this. You did that in that book and you did that in the LA Times thing because you are Robert G. Allen. You are special. 
And so Robert Jalen says, all right, I'm going to go write another book. So he goes to write another book. It's called The Challenge, where mm -hmm. what he does is he goes to St. Louis and he pulls five people out of the unemployment line. This is a real story. Wow. And he tur turns them into real estate investors in 30 days. They all have $50,000 in their pocket at the end of 90 days, never to see the unemployment line ever again. Okay. Wow. So he continues his journey, right? That's five years into his 26-year travel around the world. And after 26 years, finally, he comes into my world, comes into mm -hmm. my orbit. I land a TV show and I were set to start filming about a week later. And I get a call from a guy, his name is Tim. And Tim it runs a mastermind. It's all about educators being better educators. And he goes, Pace, I really need you to come and, and speak on stage about what you're doing with your people and how you're providing so much value for free all the time. And I go, no, I, I can't, Tim. I'm, we're starting filming for season one. It's like the first day of school. I've already got my outfit picked out. My backpack <laughs> is brand new. I got my lunchbox. Dude, I'm freaking geared up and ready to film a TV show. And he goes, well, you know, um, just in case, here's the link to the site so you can see the address, uh, the, the dates, and you can see who's speaking. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, Heather. I freaking click on this link. Who's, who's speaking at this event? He is. Robert G. Allen. Yeah. <laughs> so I called Jamil, who's my, my co-star on the TV show. I go, bro, we're calling in sick on the first day of school. I'm telling you, we are going to Key West, Florida. I have to meet this guy. So we call A&E. We call in sick for our first day of filming. We push it back a week so I can go and meet my hero, Robert mm -hmm. G. Allen. Mm -hmm. And he says, I'm sorry, not he says, but we fly in there and I get to the event and I'm looking around for Robert G. Allen. I'm looking around, I'm looking around and I then go out in the hallway and I can see his back turned to me and I know it's him because he's I've been a hero of mine for 20 something years. Mm -hmm. And I go up to him and I tap him on the shoulder and I, he turns around and I reach my hand out and I go, Mr. Allen. And he turns around and he says, Mr. Morby. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What? Right. So like my hero, I meet my hero and we, we get into this really in-depth conversation. And I, I said, wow, you know who I am. And he said, you are doing what I wish I did when I started. Mm. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he went into this whole story, Heather. This is this ties back into what you brought up. He says, I taught around the world for 26 years. Millions and millions of people heard me from stage on TV, every medium you can imagine. And I found out that 99% of people fail, not because of the strategies, the tactics, the how. They fail because of their mindset and their inability to what you just said, just press record. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I now have a dedicated mission to solve that 1%, that, that remaining like little bit that really will make everything else work for everybody. It's the mindset. Mm -hmm. And that is what, you know, you give everything for, away for free for the, the how, the strategics, the tactical, the, the tangible, get this camera, turn it this way, get this light, turn it on this thing, do all those kind of things. But what I love about you guys is like a lot of the things that my team has learned from you, because I have a handful of people on, a, uh, on our media team, our team has solved a lot of their mindset issues because of what you guys have provided to our team as well. And so think about that. A man that traveled around the world for 26 years that took on the biggest challenges and the LA Times took him 26 years to figure out what you guys are focusing on right now in your business is solving people's mindset problems. Wow. That's incredible. And you know what? I even, when I think about just even personal brand in general, people are scared to even just put themselves out there. Like, why, just, why is that? Scared. Why is that? Um, really good question, Pace. I would think uh, one of the things I think is because, especially when I think about our generation and generations before that, um, we only, when you think about like, maybe your dad had a video camera and he would video at like Thanksgiving or Christmas, it was the giant thing, or maybe on a family vacation, but it wasn't as accessible as it is right now. And you were able to, I would think, have more of a, um, more of a private life and people are scared to put their private life out on the internet. And my thing is, is, you know, your personal brand doesn't actually have to be, it can, it, you can only share what you want to share. You don't actually have to share everything. And what I think that you do so well is that, you know, I feel like 
I know you because you share elements of your life, but I don't know the intricacies of your family. I don't know, you know, I, I know your daughter's name, but I don't know her personality on a, you know, like an auntie level. Like there's these pieces of it. And so I, I feel like people think, well, if I have to start sharing my personal brand, one, I think they actually might not be as good as they claim to be. So they're scared that they actually don't know what they're talking about. And two, they're afraid to actually put themselves out there because we've grown up always being judged. We've grown up, you know, high school had its clicks. And if you, there's just, even like you said, with your wife, there's those pieces of elements of, well, it, do I, do I think I'm better than other people? Am I trying to put myself out there in a way that um, seems prideful? Um, I know, you know, I come from a, a faith-based background and I know in, in the church specifically, it's like, no, humble yourself. Don't raise yourself. And it's like, actually I'm raising for the kingdom. I, I'm a, a woman of faith and I, I'm raising this for for, uh, to bring light into the world and not darkness. And so I think that people really struggle with those things and they've not actually been presented with how to grow. Like, how do you do this? How do you grow it? And, and I think that's one of the things that you do so well is you just give it away. You just, I, I, I love, away. I love what you said. Uh, um, and I think part of that too, is like, there are people that, um, have this imposter syndrome where they're like, well, I don't have all the knowledge, right? I don't have all the things. I just know a little bit about what I'm talking about. And I, I would argue with them, when people walk into a library, they don't need all the library. They need one chapter of one book right now. Really good. Wow. And as, really lo as long as you're only one chapter ahead of one other person, you have a tremendous amount of value for them. And one thing that I, I show people is this. Um, I don't know if I can screen share in here, can I? You can, yeah. But I walk love through it for by the, the audio way. crowd. Yeah, uh, you can share screen and then walk through it for the audio crowd. Okay, cool. So here's what I'm. Here's what we're looking at. If it will, uh, did it pop up for you? Here we go. So YouTube, Boom. YouTube. If you're watching over on YouTube, podcast listeners, you can see what Price has up. But we'll walk you through. Uh, we'll walk you through this uh, vocally as well. So there's two lines basically. The first line is called the observe line, and it's multiple squares that over time, those squares do not grow. They stay at the same exact level for basically there's 10 of them. And then there's the practice line where as you practice and you do the thing, those squares grow. It's like a bar graph, right? That grows like stairs. And so I look at this and a picture paints a thousand words. Mm -hmm. And I look at this and I'm like, man, what people need more than anything is just that next step. They don't need the whole library of knowledge. They just need the next step. So when people think about like, well, I'm not the hotshot and I'm not the person that knows all the answers and I'm not the this and I'm not the that. Okay, but you did figure out one step more than the person that's right behind you. And if you truly have a community mindset, you need to be turning around and not leaving those people in the dust. Your content should be allowing them to get into chapter one of their own life. Mm -hmm. And so- I think that's where I overcame that fear of my own is like, I'm not talking to the person that is a billionaire. I'm talking to the person that's sitting there and I'm telling you, Heather, you know this as well as I do. The majority of people, 90% of people are sitting there saying, I need something more. Mm -hmm. And I wish somebody would highlight the path that I should walk on. And so guys, is it, if there's a dark path, right? You're thinking, think about this. There's a dark path. You're in the middle of the wilderness. You don't know, you know, the path is there right? Just like Heather saying, turn on your, your camera. It's content's going to bring you money. Content's going to bring you business opportunities. Content's going to do all these things for you. It's like, okay, I know the path is there. But if somebody is so good and giving you high level instruction, typically that means that somebody's standing at the end of the path with a, a, a flashlight and it's so far away from you that it's dim. Are you going to follow down that pathway? No, because I don't know how to get from you or from myself to where that dim light is. But if somebody's standing right in front of you, that light is so dang bright and they just go, here, follow me. You, It's better for you. It's actually better for you and better for your audience for you not to be light years ahead of them. Mm -hmm. It's better for you to be just one step ahead of them or one chapter ahead of them. And once I realized that to be a true statement, oh my gosh, it lit my passion on fire because now I knew who I was speaking to. I was speaking to an earlier, younger, more naive version of myself. So good. I uh, The way I like to put that into words is um, I tell people, because that expert piece is like the piece that holds people back when they're mm. developing their personal brand. And I say, I want you to develop yourself as a leader, 
a leader can still mess up. A leader still is developing. A leader is still someone who is moving forward, but they're, but they are leading people. And so if you can just say, actually, instead of saying I'm the expert of this, I'm just leading myself in learning this. And I want to bring you along the journey. Or can you be a mentor? Can you be a best friend in my homeschool content? You know, I'm not a homeschool expert. I've just read all the books and done all the blogs and homeschooled my kids for seven and a half years. So I have like, and it's not an expert, but it's just like, I'm just a mentor along the journey to the moms and dads who are just a step behind trying to figure this thing out. How do I do this with work and family? And my kids are different and my kids are all different ages and all those things. So I love how you said you actually, you don't have to be an expert. You just need to teach someone the next chapter. One of the things I think you do so well too in your content and advice you give to other people who are getting into the space of developing personal brand is the idea that the more real that you are, the stronger your content is. I want to talk about this a little bit because this is the part where I I always say I want to take like a hammer to people's perfection and be like, you don't have to be perfect. I want to just like, no, the realness, the, the experiences, the embarrassments, that actually is the connection that people have. Have you experienced that in your content? Yeah, I had an editor um, on my team when I first hi- started hiring people for my team and you know, my content started making money. I was like, oh, dang, I can hire people. So I hired an editor and he would cut out all my hymns and my haws and my pauses and my, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, what, man, what's going on with my content? Actually, it wasn't me. It was somebody reached out to me and they were like, dude, what happened to the life of your videos? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. And I went back and I watched it. I go, holy crap, like I'm not even myself right now. I pause, I stutter, I screw up my words. I have to backtrack and correct the things that I'm saying. And for me, I could, I was lucky to see that in my journey is that the perfect, the perfect thing that my editor was going for actually took the life out of my videos and it didn't show who I really was. And so I'm glad I learned that early on. Um, And now I, when I have editors, I'm like, do not over edit my videos. I'd rather it be a little bit longer than us trying to shoot for some perfect model. The perfect model is my genuine self. Mm. Wow. And I think one of the reasons pace just from watching your content. Also, I am a pace Morby fan. Uh, we put pace Morby up on our TV. You're part of our homeschool curriculum pace because we're learning about real estate. I feel bad because you guys watch that podcast and I cussed on that podcast and I found out (laughs) later that your kid, I was like, no, (laughs) it's all right. My kids are okay. Uh, I think one of the things I love is it really just feels like there's a camera in your office. Like we're hanging out with Pace Morby in his office while he's talking to people on consultations, talking to sellers. And uh, and to me, that is the realness. And like you said, the embarrassing things. Like, I think it's fun when you, when you compare what you do for TV versus what you can do for YouTube, I'm sure there's a difference in how you're able to present yourself on camera. Is that correct? Yeah. You know, it, this is, it, let's get real here. Cause nobody from a is going to watch this. So, um, let's hope not. What's funny is like my four hour live, my boss, his name is Brad. He's like the head of the, the network at a and He comes into my zooms to like learn how to comp and stuff. Cause it actually helps him produce better television, which is great. Yeah. So maybe he'll watch this. Who knows? But, um, what I, I, if you gave me an opportunity to be on TV or on YouTube and I could only choose one, which one am I choosing? I hope YouTube. Not it's not even a question. It's not even close to a question. In fact, I um, have learned certain things from doing TV about like the production and behind the scenes and stuff like that to be a little bit more efficient. But to be honest with you, um, I look at the tr- not only the trend but the ability for me to be exactly who I am on YouTube. Whereas on TV, they're trying to create this perfect model of me, and it's like this cardboard cutout. And it's like I I watch the show and I go that's not entirely who I am. It's like, you guys are trying to tell a story that's not exactly who I am. So YouTube also has the ability to reach the masses. People are kind of going away from cable and all that kind of stuff. I get to do exactly what I want. I get to talk about what I want and I get to create opportunities for myself. If I, if I broke down what my business was and what I make on YouTube, people, I'd be happy to get into that if we ever had any time to do that, or maybe we do another episode you would be flabbergasted at how powerful YouTube really is. Mm-hmm. The views are one thing. It's like the views are great. And people are like, oh, if, how many views, views do I need to have to be able to make m- enough money? On I'm like, if you only knew what yeah. really goes on behind YouTube, you would be blown away. So mm-hmm. all day long, 
YouTube is where it's at. I get to be myself. I get to attract my authentic audience. Um, and in that, I know this is not the question you asked, but I just, I know we have condensed time. So I want to give your audience things that I wish I knew. Mm. I look at people like Graham Stephan, Andre Jick, Meet Kevin, people in my real estate space that have three, four, five million subscribers on YouTube. And I'm like, man, when I, I, I don't want to start YouTube because a million, two million, three million subscribers, man, that's going to take me so long. Guys, first and foremost, I make so much money from YouTube when I was at 20,000 subscribers. And yeah. How do I make money? People send me real estate deals. People send me affiliate type of thing opportunities. I do brand deals, right? Mm -hmm. There's so many things in that. People have given me ownership in businesses because I have a 20,000 person YouTube channel. It's four times, five times bigger than that now. But even at that level, there is millions of dollars in real estate, or not real estate, but in um, YouTube, if you just be your freaking self and turn on the camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We teach the iceberg effect. I love that. We have so many similar pieces and I'm like, yes, because you're real pace and you're really doing this. And I love bringing real authentic creators who are in this space. And for us, it's the iceberg. We're like, YouTube's just the top yeah. of the entire iceberg that's underneath. Like all you see on the surface is this, but underneath that is why personal brand matters. That's why going all in, you know, uh, Jay-Z has the quote, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. And that to me is like, that's what I want people to see for 2022 and beyond is that your brand, you, the person creating the content is going to be so much more valuable as you just keep going, as you keep going. And actually point number four is actually commit to it. And this is something I wanted to, to really lean into, especially with you pace, because when I look at, um, you did this video because again, I am, do you have like a, I'm not in the sub two, but do you have like a, a YouTube, uh, name are they like the Morbies or like what's the name of like the YouTube community? That's what I'm in. Um, anyways, side note, but my home they're my homies. That's what you're homie. Okay, I'm a homie, guys. I get to be a homie. I feel uh, honored. Okay, <laughs> but what when you did this one where you broke down your businesses, and I mm -hmm. thought, man, if there's one thing I want to make sure that Pace gets to talk about on this podcast, because you are a um, you are a man that has literally like so many businesses, you're pulled in so many different directions. You're running a TV show. You're running multi-million dollar deals. You're doing all these things, but you're committed to doing this and you've stayed committed to doing this. Can you just speak a little bit to the person who feels like, um, I don't even like to say this, but I'll say it. They're quote unquote too busy. Cause I don't think anyone's too busy. I think it's where you put your priorities and your commitments. Right. But, but for the person that has that mindset still, I don't know when I'm going to be able to do this. How am I going to be able to make this happen? My life's already crazy. I've got the kids and the bills and the business and all those things. How do you commit to this and why are you committing to this for the long haul? I love that. I'm going to share one more image. If you don't mind this, this. Just walk through it for, for the audio. Sorry, audio listeners. You guys are going to be like, I, this was our worst guest. We hate this guy. He didn't, he didn't help us out at all. No, if uh, you like this while well, Pace is getting that up, make sure you comment down below. Uh, tell me your aha moment so far that Pace has given you in this episode. If you're watching on YouTube and leave a review over on Apple podcasts and let us know if you liked this episode from Pace. All right. We've got the visual up Pace. Walk us through I love this visual. Walk us through what we're seeing. This strikes fear in so many people's minds. So essentially what it is, is there's an image that says this might seem scary. And it's a, it's an, basically a, a set of stairs, a flight of stairs. And it's showing, it, you know, taking that first step might seem scary, right? That's the thing that most people are afraid of. But what is actually scary is the image below it, which is now two flights of stairs showing you on step one, today and then in a year from now still on step one mm -hmm. that truly is the biggest fear that i have is not reaching my biggest potential and i tell people all the time my biggest my biggest thing is i don't mind problems i mind the same problems month in and month out mm. in fact i'm on a search to go find the next set of problems so when i first started it was like pressing the record button oh my gosh Think about this, okay? This is a weird thing, and I know we have, we're limited. How much time do you guys usually do these? I have eight more minutes. 
Till my she next has eight interview. more minutes. This whole story is going to take 19 minutes, guys. So bear it down. <laughs> so I, I tell this story to people that are like, oh, I'm afraid of this or I'm afraid of that. And I go, okay, imagine this. You're on your deathbed and you're about to die. You've got all these people around you. It's a hospital and you basically have like 30 seconds. You can see your heart monitor going down and down and down and down and you're about to pass away. You've got your kids. You've got your loved ones around. You've got the people that worked with you. Everybody that you love is around. And in comes somebody wearing all black, kind of an ominous figure. You can't, it's kind of a faceless figure. They come in and they go, hey, Pace. Hey, Heather. I have this little vial of liquid that I will let you drink. And it will give you one day of your life back. Just one day of your life back. How much will you pay me for this vial of liquid? My answer and my dying breath is going to be everything. I will give you everything, any money, any dollar amount, anything that I have of any you know value other than the people I love, I will give you all of it. And the ominous figure says, okay, great, here you go. But here's the catch. You're going to drink this liquid. It's going to not give you an additional day of your life back. It's going to take you to a random day of your life and you have to relive every single moment the exact way you lived it and just be a passenger on the ride. You're mm. going to smell the same smells, eat the same food, wake up at the same, t- every little word out of your mouth and the feelings, the sun, the sun hitting your skin, kissing your spouse, hugging your children, all of the good things. You can't do anything. You can't change anything. Here's the catch. And I go done. Okay. But it's random. Mm. And you go all the way back to a point where you are looking at your phone. And you're standing there inside of your own brain watching as like a passenger in your own life. And you go, uh, I'll do it tomorrow. Hmm. And you get to watch yourself knowing everything, you know, on your deathbed, you get to watch yourself doing this again and you can't change anything. That is my biggest fear is looking at these little things that people just won't do. Like press the record button, post something on you. Like YouTube now has YouTube live. You don't even need to edit anything. Like literally you can just put something up there right now. Would you give up everything just to go back to the day that you sat there and go, I'll do it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And now you missed yourself actually making progress. And then what happens is you start seeing the domino effect of how it affected everybody that was sitting around you at your, on your deathbed. Like how much Mm -hmm. better would their lives have been if you would have just taken that next stinking step? And so for me, I have no fear anymore because I just kind of think of those types of things. Like, what are the things in my life that I'm, I'm so fearful of and I'm not taking action on? And would I be okay watching myself like a fly on the wall, mm-hmm. sitting there watching myself procrastinate and push those off to the next day? Probably not. And so I, I actually posted a YouTube video three, four days ago that it was so clunky. And my team was like, hey, do you want us to edit that? I was like, no, it's perfect. I, I'm like... I'm feeling it. I'm feeling that whole, uh, man, when I say like commit to it, it's so powerful. And that to me, I love that you said that at the end pace, because it doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to commit to it. You have to progress over perfection all day long. Give me progress. Don't ever give me perfection. In fact, um, last thing I'll say, and I, I don't know if Heather wants to wrap this up. She probably is bothered because I just want to talk and hang out with her. But, um, I was driving around the country in Texas the other day and uh, a couple months ago and my videographer, Bobby was in the driver's seat. I was in the back seat and Jamil, my co-star was in, you know, passenger seat. Bobby leans over and he asked me, Hey Pace, why do you think you are more successful than other people? Or Mm -hmm. what is it about you that makes you more successful? And I go, I don't know, man, maybe it was like my parents, maybe like, I just love to, you know, you know, my parents just taught me to be a good guy. I don't know, man. And then I really thought about it and I go, oh, I know, I know the answer. I know the answer. I literally, this sounds so cliche, but the older you get and the more experience you get, you realize that cliche things are cliche for a reason. I said, dude, I literally don't even think about the destination ever. I literally just think about how much more fun can I have every day solving new problems and how much more fun can I have hanging out with other people that are solving those same problems. And we just collaborate all day long. It's like I'm in high school all over again, every single day. And I wake up energized, excited, committed, because I get to hang out with a really cool group of people. Like that's why I love hanging out with you, Heather, you and I are doing the same thing. We get to talk about the same stuff. So people, if you guys are out there and you're not turning the camera on and you're not building your personal brand, I would say how many 
successful YouTubers or how many successful content creators are in your immediate social network? Mm. The answer is probably zero. And you guys aren't spending time getting to know people in Facebook groups or spending time getting to know people in the YouTube comments on, you know, Think Media's YouTube channel. That's where I would go. I've made friends there. I have, I, I collaborate with people in video. Actually, I, Ryan Pineda, what's funny is Ryan Pineda will, and I will sometimes see each other in your guys' comments on Think Media and we're like commenting on each, stuff, each other's stuff. I freaking love this and I love what you guys are doing. You, you and Sean are truly some of my heroes and you've made me and my 900 employees now millions and millions of dollars of revenue because you guys taught us how to get over the fear and how to actually go and make progress in our lives. Oh my goodness. I, there's no better way to end that face. That was incredible. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I know that you could have been in a hundred different places, literally pace more. We actually could be in a hundred different places right now. And you chose to be here on the think media podcast. I want to honor you pace and just say, thank you for showing others the path. Thank you for being, um, just a righteous man. Who's going to step out and make this thing happen and to bring other people uh, along with you. Thank you for being someone who will invest your time into what we're doing here and your kind words. Um, I'm so honored to have you on and I, I hope that everyone listening right now goes and follows pace, not even just for the content of, uh, figuring out how he's doing personal brand, but because this man is a genius when it comes to understand real estate, creative finance. And if you want to be in the coolest community ever, it actually is paces community. So I want to make sure you go over and follow him on YouTube and on Instagram and pace. Thank you so much for your time today. It really means the world to me that you would spend it with us here at the think media podcast. Thank you. Appreciate you. Well, I hope you got value out of this episode. And if you want us to interview other entrepreneurs like Pace, let us know in the comments down on YouTube who else we should bring here on the show. And if you've not yet rated and reviewed the podcast in whatever country you're in and wherever you listen to it, you can do this over on Apple iTunes. And we love to be able to bring some of our Think Fam here on the show uh, to say thank you for leaving that review. Today's review comes from one of our international listeners, Jessica. She said, the best podcast for YouTube creators. I love the last episode with tips and principles for success from the Bible. So much wisdom. Thank you so much, Think Media. Well, thank you, Jessica, for listening in and being a part of our Think Media community. We're so incredibly grateful that you tune in every single week for these episodes, and thank you for rating and reviewing the show. If you've not yet shared this with a friend, maybe you know someone who's in the real estate space or is a service provider who needs to listen to this episode where Pace dives into all about growing their personal brand. I know you know someone, so share this episode with them. Thank you so much for being a part of what we're doing here at Think Media. It means the world to us that you are here on this journey with us to grow your influence on YouTube and beyond. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.